Hello, everyone, and welcome. Thanks so much. I'm, I'm absolutely honored to be here today to talk to Anne Bowden from Starling Bank. Um, it's, um, it's very exciting uh, what she's up to. Um, some people, I heard you describe in a call we had the other week, that some people say that you're a bit mad for starting <laughs> up a bank from scratch. Uh, we also know that you, you left your, your amazing role as COO of uh, Allied Irish uh, Bank to go and do this back in 2014, was yep, it? that's right. So, um, you know, and you're really taking on the, the, big, the big four, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm dead curious to understand your story and um, what, what it is that you're building and, and why you're doing it. Okay, thank you. Well, and thanks for uh, coming along today. Um, I'm very, very sort of honoured to be able to talk about um, the Starling story and my story to this audience. Um, shall I talk about something about why, perhaps? Please, I, yeah, if I you could just tell us why you decided to yeah, okay. leave your, your job um, and what, what motivated you to go Well, my that. story is I was a technologist and a, um, a banker for 30 odd years. Um, and um, a number of banks, actually, um, and I won't list them all, there's a long list. Um, but I, I left um, RBS, Royal Bank of Scotland, in 2012, 2011, and spent a year um, outside big industry. So I'd spent my career in Lloyds Bank, Standard Chartered Bank, Pricewaterhouse doing banks, um, AM Corporation, ABN AMRO, RBS. And I stepped away from all of that for a year and spent some time getting to know what is going on in the real world. Um, I come to the realization that people were building systems and building businesses for 30,000, 40,000, maybe even 100,000 pounds. And I was used to spending 30 million on the same thing. Um, and this was a bit of a shock. And I came to the conclusion that the world had changed. I'd been managing the financial crisis, and whilst I was so busy doing that, the technology has changed. People's, people's demands on, on what they expect of organizations have changed. Um, and all of a sudden, there was a different world out there in which people were much more agile and capable of competing. Um, and I took, so I, I really enjoyed this, and it was quite humbling. I, I, I realized that these guys were teaching me more than I was teaching them. Um, so I took some of those skills when I joined Allied Irish Banks in 2012. And, um, well, basically I restructured the organization based on those principles. And we had a lot of success. We, we managed to change 10 of the biggest processes in the organization. We restructured, we, we turned the bank to profitability. But I needed to go further. Um, and I needed ideas, and I went around the world talking to people about new ideas. Um, and I started looking at different methods and methodologies. Um, and I quit my job to start a new bank. Amazing. And I mean, you must have come up against a lot of resistance within uh, the bank or, uh, where you were uh, in terms of how you got those new uh, mm. initiatives implemented. I mean, what were some of the things that were happening there at the time? Um, <laughs> It was, it was relatively easy compared to other organizations. The bank had taken a 20 billion bailout and therefore people knew things had to change. But what I actually did was to, um, well, I cleared out a whole floor um, and we set up a new organization for building the, organ the, the processes one by one. And we actually interviewed people for jobs on the team. Um, and we took it very, very seriously. And I was very involved, and every Friday we had a demo, and 
the only things that mattered were things that mattered to customers. Um, we, it wasn't about, um, it wasn't about doing presentations to the board or presentations to me. It wasn't about Gantt charts. The only thing that really mattered was um, being able to show a prototype on a Friday. Um, and that gave us a huge amount of success. And also getting um, people to talk to real customers. Yeah, um, actually sure. going out with um, some prototypes and going out into the street um, and talking to people about what they felt about banking um, was something that people hadn't done for 20 years. Um, and it was, it was, it was hugely educational for us Imagine all. It was very eye-opening. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so um, what was the, the main problem that emerged that you thought, I've, I've got to leave and, and go and start something mm. new, change mm. the way banking mm. is done? I came to the conclusion that if I took every single process of the organization and improved it to the optimum, if every single project that we were able to touch um, was 100% successful, I wouldn't really be able to deliver something fundamentally new because the banking business model was broken. Okay. Um, so I concluded that um, with a new business model, with new technology, um, with a whole new set of people coming together in a different way, we could create something that had never been done before. Okay. And why was it so important that you did that from scratch, you know, mm. starting from, from zero? Um, I often talk to people about the challenges of starting a new bank. Um, we're starting without any customers. So you're starting from zero. Um, the advantage is you're starting from zero. Um, you don't have legacy issues in terms of legacy customers or legacy um, structures or legacy systems. You can actually start from scratch and think about what customers really want rather than what they bought from you two years earlier. So we started talking about customers about what they did with their money and how they felt about their money and, and the stresses they had about their money. And we, well, I hope we reinvented banking and built the systems and the technology to go with that. Amazing. And, um, and so you were talking about um, how you, were, you had a lot of mm -hmm. uh, contact with customers. What was your approach to customer development and how did you uh, approach you know, kind of building and testing that first MVP? Mm -hmm. um, I think the first question is that um, we decided not to do tread the traditional path. Um, when, you know, in the last couple of years, there have been people who have started banks, um, but normally they buy a banking package or um, they take a traditional banking model um, and they try to um, implement the, the technology in that sort of way. By doing that, you start using the same phrases all the other banks use, and you start using the same processes, and all of a sudden you're doing something that's just been done like everybody else. What we did was to sit down with people and talked about what they felt about money, um, and then worked on the basis of um, talk them through all the workarounds and all the psychological things that go in there, around in their head um, to, to manage those insecurities around money. And when we went back into the office and we, we work on a two-weekly sprint um, in that we, um, we, we sit down, we figure out what we're going to do, we build stuff, and by the Wednesday or the Thursday, we have something really working that we can talk to customers about. 
and by Friday, um, the first Friday, we've normally put it into our production environments and start using it. And the second week, we start refining it. Okay. And what was the most sort of surprising thing that you heard? Was there something that came out of that that, or probably more than, more than one thing, that changed the way you were thinking about how you needed to approach? Yeah, I think the, the, the big challenge. thing for us was is that um, people, um, well, for example, um, people tend to um, try to game the banking system to create a banking world that they'd like. Um, you know, instead of having one account where they process all their money and um, they tend to uh, have different bank accounts where they, at the start of the month, they put some money from their, um, their, their, their main account into this other account and then during that month they can spend the money in the first account and then if they running out, they, you know, they take a bit from the second account and bring it in, um, and then they hide things, and you know, sort of, so they don't know the account numbers or the cards. People do some really, really strange things to get around, to fool themselves yeah. about money. Okay, and, and Starling helps them yeah. to sort of streamline yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Starling, Starling Bank is a very different sort of bank in that um, what we have um, is a day-to-day -day current account, um, it has a debit card, it has direct access in all into all the payment systems, um, and it runs on your mobile and only your mobile. This means that you have lots and lots of information about your transactions. And because we have lots and lots of information about your transactions, where traditional banks use those transactions and that information to cross-sell and upsell you things, we use that information for you to make better financial decisions. And we use that information using artificial intelligence and machine learning to offer you lots of other products from different providers um, on those other providers' brands. Um, we can focus as a startup, um, we're gonna do the world's best current account. We're not gonna do the best mortgage, we're not gonna do the best loan. Um, we will cooperate in an ecosystem of other products for those particular uh, offerings. Okay, and, and an example of that, I saw that you were partnering with TransferWise yeah, yeah. Um, so that their customers can, so that your yeah. customers, sorry, can, yeah, can use both. their services. So, so, uh, both so their customers can use our current accounts and our current accounts customers can use their products. And we work um, uh, using open APIs um, and, you know, open APIs are a godsend for organizations like ourselves Absolutely. because you can create an organization relatively quickly. Great. And how did that partnership come about? I mean, I assume it's sort of a natural collaboration anyways, mm. but... Um. Um, I think there's, uh, there's a very vibrant ecosystem in London of lots of fintechs, um, and we're all talking all the time. You can basically dine out any night of the week on the fintech scene in London, and um, uh, we um, published our APIs. Um, so any of you can go on to... If any of you are starting businesses, um, you can actually go on to um, the Stalin Bank website, and look for our APIs, um, and those APIs are available for you to use free of charge, and you can actually use real bank data to, f um, to support your own businesses. So um, that cooperation uh, and the availability of that cooperation is what fires these new innovative ideas. Amazing, and also um, the regulatory environment has, has helped you to be able to move quickly and do mm -hmm. what you're doing. Can you talk a bit mm -hmm. about the changes that are happening um, in that environment now? Back in, um, we went through the financial crisis and in the financial crisis 2008-2009, um, lots of banks consolidated. So in 2013, the government, the UK government said that we need more competition in the banking environment. Um, 
And um, it came up with a very, very novel and innovative way of introducing new competition. Prior to then, um, you could only get a banking license if you had all the money and all the capital, if you had all the systems, if you all those systems worked and you had all the people. So if you were perfect, you could have a banking license. Of course, you couldn't do all those things. You couldn't get the people and the systems and the technology unless you had money. And of course, you couldn't get money unless people knew you could definitely get a banking license. So it was a catch-22. Mm -hmm. So they actually broke that and they said that um, we'll give you an authorization with um, restrictions, um, which you can use to get the next stage of funding. So they made it much easier uh, for new banks to come along, um, but not that much easier because um, there's only one current account um, offering from a new bank for the last X number of years, and that's us. So although the hurdles are, are, are lower, mm -hmm. um, it's still pretty tough. Okay, okay, interesting. But hopefully, and, and what, what about the impact of Brexit with, uh, with on, um, this, on this situation? Brexit is not great. Um, yeah. We prefer, we, you know, if we didn't have that to cope with, but, um, you know, we, we've coped with worse and we will get around it and we will grow across Europe. Fantastic, great to hear. The uh, entrepreneurial spirit. I was at another event where, um, when the entrepreneurs and, and investors were asked about um, you know, about Brexit and the impacts. And they said, well, we're entrepreneurs. If there's an obstacle in front of us, we'll go over <laughs> it, we'll go under it, we'll go around yeah, it. So yeah. uh, good to hear you've got the same, same kind of spirit. So, um, so the, the real question, and, and obviously the topic of the, the event, you know, around Lean Startup, can a bank do Lean Startup? Yeah. Um, and well, I've been thinking of how I, you know, sort of my relationship with Lean Startup and, and you know, how much it's influenced me. Um, whenever I listen to anybody talking about Lean Startup, um, I think I'd been doing it all along in all my career, but I didn't know as I, I was allowed to. Um, so I think I'd been breaking all those rules for a long time, but somebody actually gave me permission with Lean Startup. I actually bought my, uh, my first copy of Lean Startup um, uh, in Dublin in 2014, whilst, uh, 2013 when I was working in AIB. Uh, but I actually read it um, on my way to South Africa for a holiday in between AIB and starting the bank. Um, so um, I've had um, uh, quite a lot of inspiration. Okay, and, and I hear that there's another book that's been really inspired you, Sprint, uh, by Jake Knapp mm. and John Zaretsky, is that right? Mm, yeah, um, I, I'm a big advocate in actually buying books and giving them to people around the office and to the board. Because um, one of the things that um, I find um, quite difficult is um, I love all these new ways of doing things and I find them very effective um, but explaining them to people who are not used to them takes some doing um, and I have you know I'm a, and although you know I'm a big Kindle fan and you know sort of and giving links to all these various articles is a great way of doing things. There's nothing as good as actually, you know, giving out a bunch of copies of a, of a, of a book around a board table and making people read it, because that's when things become alive. Fantastic. So good tools to use for that. And um, I'm sure you've had, you know, ups and downs and, and learnings during yeah. this journey. Um, maybe you can give some examples of sort of a, maybe a key learning moment for you mm. that uh, has been... I, th I think similar. one of the, the issues is that you asked a question earlier on about 
um, what it's like sort of starting a bank in a you know highly regulated environment where you want to do things in a new and agile way. Um, one of the problems you have in starting a bank or any regulated industry is that everybody wants things nailed down and firmed up and documented before you start. So in applying for the banking license, um, you know, so the first thing the question is, you know, can you tell us exactly what it'll look like? What are the screens going to be for the customer? How much money you're going to make? When you're going to make it? And how much you're going to charge? And by the way, um, I know you're going to spend the next three years building it, um, but can you tell us now? Um, and that's quite difficult. Um, in that you have an you have organisations, whether investors or regulators, that want you to firm things up. On the other hand, the only way you can actually get things done is doing one step at a time. Um, and therefore, how I've coped with that is doing a little bit of both, is by trying to document as much as possible and write it down, know very well it's going to change, and then gently ease people through the best basis of, yes, but we don't know, it's not actually going to be like this because customers have to see it. So you have to give everybody a little bit of what they want, and as you go by, educate them on how the process is going to be. Okay, great. And um, talk about your talk about your customers. Do you do you are you open for business? Do you have customers yep, now? Yeah. And who are they? Who's, um, who's yeah? Uh, we are we are open for business at the moment. Um, um, our target customers are between twenty and forty five. They live their life in the mobile. Um, we uh, went into the app stores um, two weeks ago. Uh, sorry, four weeks ago. Uh, and we're signing, and, and we've got a big wait list, um, but we're taking sort of a couple of thousand people um, a week um, um, off that wait list. Um, I've got a few um, uh, codes available later on to jump the list if anybody needs them. Um, but um, it's, it's so important in these initial stages to go one step at a time so you can absorb all the feedback from customers on the real, real service um, that we're delivering. Um, but it's um, our target customers are, you know, people live their life in the mobile, 20 to 45, but we're having all sorts of other people um, who love the product. And how do you deal with that? We are finding a um, money-saving expert named us the top debit card for travelers um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, which we weren't expecting. And then all of a sudden, we had all these people wanting to go on holiday, wanting the card immediately. Um, and then we found that we've had people approaching us um, because of the, some of the work that we've been doing, um, helping people starting businesses. And so people are saying, you know, sort of, oh, you know, so do, can you do business accounts? So we have lots of different things people are asking us mm -hmm. to do, but we have to keep focused uh, and learning along the way. Fantastic. Um, and we're, we're, it looks like we're nearly out of time here. So um, I think uh, one thing that I w found really interesting when I was doing my research was that you've got a, a very exciting partnership going with Google Home uh, using AI and how yeah. and voice mm -hmm. activation. I, th I think yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. not necessarily yeah. available yet, but it is, it, it is yeah. available. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Then maybe you can talk yeah. a little bit about um, what you're doing there. So what we have, we have open APIs. Um, so um, we, uh, we link those uh, we use those APIs and we use Google's um, APIs um, to um, to do voice-activated banking. You know, so so basically, you can you know you can you can sit on the sofa and and, and yell out how much money did I spend on shopping last week, uh, and the answer is just too much. Um, um, so so we've got all these things working, and there's quite a lot of fun, um, and um, it's the start of a very very interesting world. 
Fantastic. And as we wrap up, maybe um, what, are you, what are you reading at the moment and how is it influencing your, your, your latest thinking? Yeah, uh, what am I reading at the moment? Um, I'm reading quite a lot of stuff about um, product at the moment. I'm reading quite a lot of stuff about um, um, what success looks like. Um, I read lots of stuff um, and I'm hoping um, that I'm going to start finish my own book very soon. So um, um, I should be doing less reading and more writing. And how do you find time to read, running, running such a you know, fast-growth business? Um, that's, that's the pleasure side of it all. That's the resting bit. Um, but I think it's very, very nice to, um, to break, take everything you, ex you experience and, uh, from your customers and from your day-to-day -day work and perhaps crystallize it in a few ideas. Fantastic. Well, I think we are out of time. So um, all that's left to say is, and thank you so much. I found it really fascinating to hear your story, and I hope everyone else did too. Um, and best of luck. And uh, I guess we'll all be signing up for our uh, bank accounts or on the wait lists <laughs> okay. uh, after this. Thank you very thank much. Thank you.